0: You know, I started reading the Bible. The Bible says that they went around cast out evil spirits. And I was like, what church can I go to that maybe, maybe I need that, you know? And I ended up here. <laughs> and God met me here. Well, I went through the deliverance and uh, curse-breaking and got rid of the spirit. So I, w- I was paranoid schizophrenic is what the doctor said. But we knew what was happening. I was full of a lot of spirits that weren't just me. And once they left, uh, they took me off all the medication. And I was in my right mind, sound mind. So... Over the past 11 years, God has put me in a really good career. Uh, I have a house and a beautiful wife sitting right over there. <laughs> uh, her name is Emma. Emma stand up. Wait, people. She <laughs> so she's been a blessing, blessing to me. She's a spirit-filled Christian, and she loves the Lord. And uh, I, I learn a lot from her. Um, but it's it's been a it's been an up and down journey. But it's it's a lot better today than it was 11 years ago. And uh I just, I mean, I'm, I have a beautiful home, uh, beautiful wife, a great job. Uh, if any of you are looking for a great job, come see me after the work, because our company's hiring a lot of people right now, and we're in the aerospace. That's where God took me into the repair jet engines on planes. <laughs> so that's
1: where I'm at. Amen. He, he forgot to mention, he, he he's really safe. He's got a motorcycle out front. <laughs> No uh you know many people are, are out there today and you know they're homeless and they're struggling, their marriages are struggling, people are struggling, and they don't understand that there are certain things that there are certain barriers that keep God from miraculously intervening in your in your life. However, when those barriers come down, or I should say, when you put the right process of the scriptures into action, then those barriers come down and God steps in. And I'll, I'll never forget that, that uh, instant when I met him for the first time. He was hearing voices outside his head and hearing voices inside his head. He was on eight different types of uh, mental medications and... Darla was the one that brought him up there. And as she, as she was telling me what was wrong with him, I'm, I'm asking myself, what do I do with him? And the Holy Spirit said, cast out the spirit of schizophrenia. And so I said, you schizophrenic spirit, come out of him. And he flipped, he did a flip and fell on the church floor. And he got up and he goes, whoa, it's kind of quiet in here. But I still hear voices from a distance and the Holy Spirit said do it again and he flipped again and of course he still came to the ministry for about six or eight months on and off as he needed but God restored this man and my point is is we are entering into a time supernaturally where the power of the cross seems to be, it's always active and it's always working. The power of the cross, it's always active and it's always working. However, there's certain things that seem to be of greater significance. There's something about resurrection weekend that healing and deliverance just breaks out. It's almost as if you just have to yawn. If you expect. So, anyways, uh, Father, we thank you for the tithes, we thank you for the offerings, and we thank you for Jesus. Paying, a, paying our price, paying our debt. Father, that cross was not meant for Jesus, it was meant for Barabbas. But Jesus, you took it for us, and we thank you for it. Okay, if you would open your Bibles tonight to Hebrews 13, Hebrews 13. By the way, if you were here last night, it was cracking. Demons were, I only got through six, I only got through six on the demon list. only go to get to six for about an hour I spent, words of knowledge was just flowing and demons were just coming out and it was just crazy. It was amazing what Jesus was doing. And um, even places where I was having pictures of, like for this family here, where uh, ancient ancestors were being judged, the stuff that they had done. Hebrews 13 and 8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want you to pay attention to the word yesterday, today, and forever. So it's talking about all-time past, right now, and all-time future. Jesus never changes. And it's because he never changes the very things that you read about in the Bible, the acts that he did, if he lives in you and you in him, then you can do these very things. The only thing that separates the one that does the work and the one that does not do the work is two things. Do you believe? And second, are you fully trained? Those are the two things. You can only, first you must believe, and the second thing, you must be trained. You can only do uh, on, on your at your workplace, you can only be as effective as what you know to do. Isn't that right? You can't do something that you don't know how to do. So in our current state as believers, we live in these three realms. We live in these three realms. We live in the past. We live in the future. And we live today. Does not the Bible say before the foundation of the world that God was going to redeem man? Before the foundation of the world, God knew what he was going to do. We live in the past. We live in Christ. Past means being born again and spiritually made alive. I came alive in Christ on my on my birth date, into the kingdom. But the kingdom was already there. And the kingdom was already working on me to get me to enter in to the kingdom. However, we can be judged for our past. In the past generations, according to Colossians 1 or 3 and 1 and Romans 6 12 through 16. But the kingdom has always been working. It's always working. That's what I want you to, to see through this. It's been working, it is working, and it will always be working until the return of Christ, at least as far as we are concerned in the state we're in. Romans 5 and 12 says this, therefore just as sin entered the world through one man. Sin entered us through Adam. It's just I didn't live during Adam's time. It was moving through time, moving throughout the whole world. And sin... When I became when I was conceived I and became a living being in my mom's womb I in, I was I inherited the fallen nature Before I even stepped into the world I had already lived through things blessing and cursing was coming my way it was coming your way blessing and cursing The gospel has always been at work. And in this way, death came to all men because all sinned. That's all the past. How about today? Today, as believers, we wrestle with the powers of darkness. We battle sin today. But we live a life of sanctification and kingdom resurrected power. Yes, we have to deal with the forces of darkness. Yes, we have to deal with the sinful nature. However, we have one greater than they. That resurrection power that dwells in you. That Jesus dwells in you. Everything has been made and prepared for you to have victory. Victory. How about forever? How about the word forever here in Hebrews 13 and 8? The future is here today. The future is in about one second. The future is here today. In other words, you can have everything that Jesus died on the cross for us to have today. And there's really, there's only one measure that was never lifted. And that's death. That we all will die. But everything else, according to what I read, has been promised. I can can live a long life and go to the grave. I don't have to suffer from sickness and disease. I don't have to suffer and be tormented by sin. The future is here today. In any portion, we are willing to enter in. And any, how about this? Any portion we are willing to enact. Isn't prophecy mostly about the future? I know when I get around the prophetic office, if they're, you know, if they're pretty powerful, they'll give me about 5% or 10% of what, what happened to me in my past, about 10% of what's going on. Today and it gets my ears all listening in to what they're about ready to say so that I can hear the 80% that's coming about my future. There is a resurrection coming in the future that will make all of us complete. But until then, we can have as much completeness Completeness, thank you. As we want, so there's three forms of resurrection. Three forms. There's a spiritual resurrection. There is. Uh, let me see if I have all of them there. There is the what I call the resurrection today. Or the mystery of the resurrection. Because everything is still a mystery to what has not been discovered. And then there's the actual, at the end of the age, the physical resurrection. Paul calls himself the chief of sinners. And Paul talks a lot in his epistles about how he was brought out of that grave, brought out of that state of death through Jesus Christ. He talks much about how the Spirit of God raised Jesus from the dead and how the Spirit of God has engrafted us in Christ so that we have been resurrected. That same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, according to Romans 1 and 4 and John 3, 3 through 6, raised us. That same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead and defeated sin, the forces of darkness, Sorrow and heartache and everything. Sin, in other words, sin doesn't have to affect us very much. We can't really control what the unborn do, but we can sure control us and our atmosphere, and we can influence it. In Ephesians 2 and 4, but because of his love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Being alive with Christ. That's where you are today. When Jesus, see, I was talking just on verse 4, or uh, I was talking about the past. Now I'm talking about being alive today. Jesus brought us, we were made alive in Jesus when we became born again we actually partook of what was done in the past being alive made alive today and living forever and living forever i'm really going somewhere i'm laying a foundation here because your your blessing and everything that you need is already here it's here it's the mysteries of all the things that stem between us and every heavenly blessing in Christ Jesus. He made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him or in Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, here it is again, past, present, and now, here comes the future. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace. It's eventually going to be revealed is what he's saying, but it can be revealed now. Because it was given to us in Christ. Everything you need, everything you need comes from one person. It flows from Jesus, but the guide, that Holy Spirit that speaks. Colossians 2 and 11 says this, In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead." When Jesus, when we were buried, when Christ was buried, we were buried with him. And so was that sinful nature. And when Jesus rose from the dead, when we became Christians, we were gifted with the power to put off the old nature and to put on the new. That resurrection life. That's what the kingdom of darkness fears the most. The kingdom of darkness fears the believer that walks in resurrection life because there is no answer for that. There isn't. This is why this is why we are to, in Colossians three and 1. Since, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts, here's the key, here's the key, set your heart on the things above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. So what does it mean to set my heart? Well, I'm going to set my heart to understand everything the Bible says that I have inherited from Christ. And then I'm going to set my heart to pursue everything that Jesus did. Everything that Jesus did. From, from talking, to, talking to people about the kingdom of God, to casting out demons, to prophesying, to healing the sick, the whole thing. I am going to study every work. I want the kingdom or that resurrection power to work inside. It's important. I want to close with this. Turn with me to Luke 15. And we're going to start in verse 13. In Luke 15, 13, the Bible says this. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had. Talking about the prodigal son. And set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to the pigs. He no longer, or excuse me, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And when he came to his census, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And there I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still, watch this, the past, the past. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Before he received anything from the father, his father saw him. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The past coming into the today. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, quick. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Do you understand what's going on before I actually read what I really want to read? That before God created anything, you were created to live in Christ. Before anything was ever made, before there was ever any sin, before there was any obstacle between us and God, God is always looking to clothe you with the best, to put on the that ring, that, that, that ring, that signet ring that marks you in the spirit world As a believer. God predestined you. Not the predestined that some theological people talk about. But what is predestined is that man would be given the opportunity to return to Jesus. To return to God. Not that some were predestined for hell. I don't know where, that's the devil's, that's the devil's theology. And this is what I want to close with. For this son of mine was dead. But the inheritance was waiting on the son to be made alive. Oh, come on. And he is alive again. He was lost. Do you understand? You don't, you don't, you're missing this. I I know you're missing this. You were alive in God before he decided to create. You were already inside the Father before he decided to make the world. Before, it wasn't you just were... Through the generations and you came alive, you were already alive. He was alive again because he came to the Father. So everything, before sin ever entered, before the the fall of the angelic realms, before all of that, We were already alive in the Father. Because he said, For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. You came alive again on your conversion date. On your born again date. You became alive again. In other words, that day catching up with eternity past. And then there's going to be a day, there's going to be a day where eternity past came to your salvation date and your salvation date watches the redemption of the whole world going to happen. It's going to happen. You know what the Bible said? The Bible says here, so the father and the son, they began to celebrate. I want you to think about this. Let's stand. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the next time you're going through a situation and you have to persevere and you have to go through the trial and the test. You have to go through. Set your hearts on things that are above. Think about what's really real. Think about What the apostle would say, for this light affliction will not compare to the glory that I will know. Now, it's a paraphrase, but this light affliction. The apostle has this revelation. Do you have a revelation? See, here's the key. If you're going through something right now, you need a revelation of, of your, what it was on your salvation day because you were resurrected or you were made alive again. Again. Whew. Oh, Shanda Baba. Yeah. How are you doing? How's your heart? Have you been to the doctor? No. Not yet. Everything's still feeling good? Uh, a little bit. Okay, come here. Come here. Never pray enough. Big John. Thank you, my brother. And lay, watch out. Ready? Whoa. Whoa. Watch out. Fa- raise your hands to heaven. Ho. Father, in the name of Jesus, just touch. Watch her. Watch her. <laughs> the Bible says to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Receive it. Whoa. Whoa. Nikki. <laughs> Hallelujah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Shake that off. Touch. How are you doing, Rob? Called to ministry, brother? Uh, I, don't know. I think you're called to ministry. Have you, uh, I just encourage you to get around the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Get around the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Things are things are getting ready to shift in your life. I just see that there's been a couple obstacles. Yeah. And I just see that those are getting ready to shift. Okay? All right. Oh. Does anybody need any prayer? What do you, what's up? Okay, that'll be personal. We'll do that in a minute. Brother Taylor, <laughs> touch him, God. Use him powerfully. Use them powerfully. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. Ah, mama. Her Who? Her joints? Her joints? Oh, come here. That's going to go away right here. Watch this. <clears throat> Joint in the knee pain, right here. Retensia. I can go there. I can go there. How, hey, don't sit down. Don't sit down. Holy Spirit, come. No, no. Holy, Holy Spirit, come. Touch. Whoa. I now I command that pain right now the joint pain to leave in the nombre of Jesus Now I command you to walk in the name of Jesus hallelujah Walk 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 I know she's under the power <laughs> I can see, I can feel. Walk. <laughs> walk, girl. <laughs> tell her I tell her she needs to walk when she gets sober enough. Tell her to walk in a sea of the healing. Hallelujah. No dolor, no dolor. poquito, poquito. Oh, big John. Which knee? Oh, she the chair. I know she wants the chair. <laughs> I'm trying to kid her not to sit down. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Whoa. Where is it? Donde esta dolor? Donde esta dolor? Okie-dokie. Okay. Okay. Uh, Walk walk with me just a little bit. Father, we thank you. Just command the rest of the pain to go, right? Are you guys in agreement? Rest of the pain to go. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, looks like she's ready to run. How do you say Run. Acora? Hallelujah. Acora? <laughs> okay. Amen. Amen. No more joint pain. No more joint pain. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Okay. Um, well, I'll have prayer for you if you want private prayer. But, Father, we just thank you for uh, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank you that we're entering into a time where we are celebrating a biblical reality that actually makes the Bible authentic. Without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no Christianity. There's no Christianity without you getting up Jesus from the dead. And so we celebrate Hallelujah, we celebrate, we celebrate, I celebrate, I praise you, these chairs will cry out, but I won't let them, I'm going to cry out, I thank you Lord, I praise your name for it, and I give you the glory for it, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, all right, go do something powerful this week for the Lord, right Martha?